craziest documentary we, we've wild. ever heard. Casey Kasem is like the sound of my childhood. I knew nothing about any of He's this. He's a legend. I and know. just It was re- it was wild. There's a, nothing else to say. <laughs> Keith Morrison. Oh, that must have been wild. That's all I got. Hi, Jillian Benzavalli. Hi, Patrick Hines. Sam, come to Obsessed Fast. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, if you can't, if you actually can't, that's fine. I don't want to get mad, but I just want to see you all. And for those of you who want to but can't, I promise we're going to stop talking about it soon. great. September 30th, October 2nd, Columbus, Ohio. It's just going to be bananas. It's like you and me and Ellen and Joey. We announced the schedule. It's now live and interactive. There's like a kidnapping panel that's going to be crazy. There's you and Damien and Bob Ruff are doing a West Memphis 3 panel. Karaoke. There's the Taylor Swift sing-along. That's right. People were like, how do I clone myself so I can go to seven things at once? Well, that was me texting you being like, wait, <laughs> how do I do all of this? But really, it's look at the schedule, make your plan, and then also see what happens. We're just going to be freestyle. It's true. I mean, weekend. the Let's Go to Court ladies are doing a live taping. The Red Handed ladies are premiering their live show that they're wow. there, then taking on their European <gasps> tour. It's going to be crazy. On. Yeah, get your tickets at ObsessedFest.com. They're going pretty fast. Join us on the Patreon, but only if you want access right away oh. to over 350 bonus episodes that are ad-free. I didn't know there were going to be rules. I know. You put your finger <laughs> on my face when you said only. Yeah, you also have to like a good time. If you don't like a good time, please don't join us on the Patreon. Sound pretty fair to me. Sounds like a bargain. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a bad vegan, finally. Oh my God. I have so, I've been to that restaurant. I ate. I should put ate in air quotes because I, I don't mean, think I ate any. I thought the food was so disgusting. A piece of broccoli. Look, I love broccoli as much as the next person, but yeah. The, no, they I've did that the thing where they were like, movement. it wasn't like raw broccoli. I could do, it was like, we're going to give them the vegan submarine sandwich. Like, they tried to make things that weren't real food taste like oh, real I food. Oh, I kind of love that. Ugh, it's so gross. Anyway, we're doing bad vegan. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about than yeah, what yeah, kind yeah. of Italian Alec sub they made Baldwin vegan. Baldwin is there. Yeah, being it's bananas. Oh, that's a mess. I know. That's it. Join the Facebook group. That's it. Oh, oh, follow us on TikTok. Oh, yeah, right. We're on TikTok now. Yeah, it's True Crime Obsessed Pod. We're okay, growing like crazy. Are we? We had like 6,000 followers. Now we have like 25,000 followers. Is that followers. right? It's crazy. Wow. I know, All I know. Because of this? Yeah, we're shooting in the studio, fam, where if you don't know, we're releasing funny clips, funny moments from the recordings. Yeah. They look good. Jillian always looks like a million bucks. Oh, thanks it's so true. much. It's August, so, so that's weird. <laughs> All right, girl, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the 48 Hours episode, The Mysterious Death of Casey Kasem. If you are going to count down the American top 40 family feuds, this battle would be number one. I am, I am. What person in their right mind throws frozen meat at you, screaming biblical verses? To the dogs, to the dogs. There are always rabid dogs. It's so crazy and so weird. You're court ordered to be here today. They lie, they cheat. Abuse is abuse. And they think that they can get away with it. Why does she hate us so much? Shame on these children. Shame. We have been stalked, tracked, bullied. It's not none of what she says is ever true, so. They killed my husband. They killed their father. 
All right, right at the top, I gotta say, I got tricked into taking notes on this coming up on, which it is It goes wild. on for f- I, six painful minutes. One of the first things they say is he was the most famous person ever to be known for counting backwards because he did the American Top 40, right. which goes from 40 to one. There are a lot of one-liner jokes yeah. like that where yes. I'm like, jokes? I, I, I know. know. It's a little... No, I, there's also like some boomer is the host of this. I don't know who this guy is. Peter Van Zandt, who's always pretend driving. I was just gonna say. he's Okay, I'm glad to know he's pretend driving because he's always like on Hollywood Boulevard looking out the passenger side in window. In a vintage car, driving. He's not even, I'm, I don't drive, but he's not doing the wheel thing that you're supposed to do. Beep, beep. And he's always looking towards the side, like us, in this vintage 1950s car. I know, I know. Let's pause on something for a sure. moment. Sure. Do you know about the up-tempo record story, the no. Casey Kasem story? You've been teasing this. It's viral. Okay. Maybe we'll play some of it. Sure. Casey Kasem used to do that top 40 countdown. So, of course. And, and in America's the, top 40. Right. And in the middle, like every two tree songs, there would be a dedicated Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So people yeah. would call in. And so there's this thing about where he's doing, clearly reading it cold <laughs> because he's a professional, <laughs> right? Like he, the, Casey Kasem, like we'll get uh-huh. into it. He, The guy was like like a Hollywood icon yeah. professional. So he was just like, Hi, I'm, I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> and Your here, Casey Kasem is incredible. <laughs> we have a dedication. <laughs> and what it, it ends up being a dedication about someone's dead dog. Oh, no. But he gets mad because the record that they played before was an up-tempo record. Oh, no. So he's like, okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn deaf dedication. It's a god last goddamn time. I want somebody who uses fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. Why are we always doing a goddamn up-tempo <laughs> record when I have a goddamn dead dog dedication? I've asked them a thousand fucking times. Why am I always doing an up-tempo record? Casey Kasem swore? Swore. Oh and he's like, god. and where's that thing I was supposed to have the other day? And then he's like, and another thing. Oh. But it is. It's Casey and the up-tempo record. And he just keeps saying, and I have the goddamn dead dog. You gotta put in a somber record before I'm doing a fucking dead dedication. He's cursing. And the thing is... It's like a hot mic. The man's got a point. Oh Yeah, I agree. It's not a hot... I mean, when you're recording something like that, it's just like eight hours in the studio. Oh, my God. You know, and he was just rolling and going. But you can tell Somebody stole that tape. Somebody took that tape out and was like, someday the internet's gonna be invented and I'm gonna be famous. He's got a point. Point, though. Yeah, for sure. And up at the up-tempo records when I you agree. have a dead dog dedication. I absolutely agree. Anyway, that's my favorite Casey Kasem story. That is bananas. This is where I have the note that you're going to hate because I didn't know where we were going with this. I yeah. said, this is where we meet his beautiful wife. Look. <laughs> I know. We'll get to Gene when we get to I, we'll Gene. We'll get to we're, Gene. We're still in the middle of this coming up on. The thing Jesus. is, we'll get to the end of the coming up on, but like, we see their wedding. The thing about this woman, they've been married for like 35 years. 34 and a half to be exact. Did she say that? She says 34 and a half, but they really were very much in love. I love that man so much. I would have died for him. Casey and I were married here. There were 500 people here. We had our friends and family. It was the most incredible day of my life. We see their wedding video. She's sobbing. Yeah, there I'm was a time where they were happy, happy yes. for a time. <laughs> but we keep, like, this coming up on goes on. Now we are part of the problem. I know, I know, I know. Doing the coming up on forever. But I'm like, you know, it's not being told in a linear way. And I'm like, 48 hours, you're a 42-minute program. It's true. we got to get to it. Uh, it's true. It's true. But after five long, messy minutes, here we are. <laughs> I have the note, actually. 
actual episode. But not, yeah, sometimes I have. We start. I, we begin. But also, the opening music of 48 Hours, it makes my ADHD brain want to explode. I hate it. This is the first episode of 48 Hours I've ever watched. Did you hate the music, or is it just me? I don't remember. I was oh. so blown away to know he was shaggy, I couldn't focus for I the first five minutes. I can't even think. I hate it. It's like trying to be really intense. Totally. It just made me nuts. Anyway. Wait, where do you have the episode actually starts? Kind of around here. Okay, great. At May 7th, 2014. Great, here we, we are. And, and this story's not told linear, so we're going to go back and forth no. in, in, all, in the years. And the boomer guy is standing Peter out <laughs> We got him out of the car finally. He's standing in front of this assisted living facility and he's like, this is where it all went down. It was May 7, 2014. And you could say the mystery started right here. And imagine this. It was 2.30 in the morning. And if you can imagine, at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Peter Van Zandt, like can't believe that 2.30 in no, the morning is exactly. a thing. Neither can I. Although oh, there, have been, there have been days I've woken up at 2.30 to start my working. Can I say something? Can please. you please tell people that other people are allowed to wake up early? Every time I tweet something or I like respond to someone, everyone's like, oh, who is this, Patrick? Why are you up so early? I know you posted me on Facebook at 5.30 this morning, I saw. Because the sunrise was beautiful. I've done it, it before and everyone's like, why are you up so early, Patrick? And I'm like, Patrick what? doesn't have a monopoly no. of getting up early in the morning. <laughs> I gotta say, though, in fairness to the listeners, you didn't used to be an early riser. But, like, we've discussed, like, for the last maybe two years yeah. since we moved into the new apartment. Yeah. yeah. Guys, she's got a real serious face going right Just now. Just because it's like... She's real mad. Fine, you can get up at four if you want. Oh my god! I'm not going to. Okay, but just because someone doesn't talk about something all the time, like oh, somebody else I know, I like to talk about things <laughs> that are going on in my life. And what, and what time do you get up? To, just say it. Look, I get up. I got up at four a.m. today. What can I tell you? I congratulate you. Thank you so much. <laughs> But Jeannie is here. Jeannie, Jean, Jeannie, depending on who you I'm are. I'm going to go with Jean because I was going with Jeannie when I thought we liked her, but then my feelings on uh, her changed. I'm calling her Jean. It's like Jean Elizabeth. Je- oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Using my, my middle I, name in vain there. I know, I, I know, I know. So Jean wants everyone to think that she hates drama, but she seems to, she loves the drama and she, she causes does. drama any which way she can. Absolutely. So Jean is saying, you know, we were married for 34 years. They met in 1979. She was a secretary at his agent's office. Casey fell for her. They were married exactly one year later at one of LA's most luxurious hotels. So where are we right now? Well, right now we're where it all began, which is where Casey and I got married. They're doing the interview with Jean at the location where they got married. <laughs> Some like fancy hotel. And she won't say the name of it. And she's like, this is where we got married. And Peter Van Zandt just goes, spectacular. <laughs> As they walk out of frame. Like, what? So cute. Did you were hear born that? to cover this shit. Did you you hear were that? born. No, but like, I'd so much better hearing it from you. They're, they're walking away. It's not two camera. Uh-huh. It might as well have been under his breath. <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> Peter, are you in are you oh, in the market a, for a wedding venue? Because totally he's looking around like, look at that floral arrangement. Spectacular. Also, Jesse Jackson officiated. That is amazing. Right. So they were married in 1980, and Casey Kasem was already divorced and had three kids from yes. that marriage. We never learned about the first wife. I was also happy to know that she wasn't like the wife that came in in the last two years. I was glad to know it was like a 30-year marriage. They have their own kid named Harmony, who we also don't meet. Liberty. Liberty. <laughs> Sorry. I Forgive me, Liberty. If I if I'd met you, maybe I'd remember your name. Right. Yeah. Well, we see Liberty at the very end. We'll get into that. Yeah. In a mere moment. Totally. Jeannie Thompson was 22 years younger than Casey, she grew up listening to him. 
I was growing up on Guam at the time, and we only had Armed Forces Radio over there. And I heard uh, this DJ come on, and he announced this record. Then I went, oh my God, who is this guy? She was listening to like Armed Forces Radio. I know. And Casey Kasem. Like he was the only thing that wasn't the Armed Forces Radio. She was also on Cheers, and I remember her. I remember that character. Well, okay, so she was on Cheers, and she got a spinoff show. She did? With the guy who's in absolutely everything who plays Cher's dad in Clueless and Morty from the first yeah, last that club. Guy. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, last, it like didn't work, so they canceled the show, and then they put them both back on Cheers. But fucking <laughs> Frasier went on for 25 years? Jesus. Right, we got to talk about Frasier. Are we going to talk about Frasier? I know. I mean, one of the live shows recently I was talking about, like, remember that time Kelsey Grammer did that, like, talk at Disney World, and not he fell good, off the stage? Not a good guy, no. that Kelsey Grammer. I have good authority. I met him one time, and he was very nice. To you. Yes. <laughs> but God, fam, look up that video of him giving that talk. Like, it's a small world. Talk. He falls off the... He, he it's, falls. it's a small world after all? Yes, and he's, that, like, holding a pointer, and then he, you hear him go, oh. Like, it, Kelsey Grammer. No. Oh. He just tanked. He didn't see the whole of the stage. Oh, try suing Disney. Good luck, Kelsey. Anyway. Good luck to your grammar. <laughs> grammar. trip through It's a Small World, pretending I was a UN interpreter. So let's talk about how famous he was. Yes. He had a one-of-a-kind voice. Well, he also invented American Top 40. It's right. like, at, the, at its height, it was played on over a 1,000 radio stations worldwide. Yeah. You can still hear it. I think Ryan Seacrest took it over. It's not the same. It's but true. But you can still hear, like, old episodes. I mean, I just, like, it's the voice of my... You would hear it, and you're like, oh, it's Saturday morning. Right. You know and what then, I mean? And then you're almost like, oh, I hate this song. When's Casey coming <laughs> totally. back with a dedication? <laughs> As long as it's not an up-tempo record. <laughs> this is where we learned that he was shaggy on Scooby-Doo. Holy shit. They made, like, hundreds of Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. If you go to his IMDb, it's a mile long, and the Scooby stuff is endless. I feel like that's where the money comes from. Because of I was course. like, you're not making money in... I worked in radio. You're not Me making too. money there. I got my start in radio. <laughs> totally. No money. All we did was continue that, but take out all the music. Right. <laughs> well, We're big... Ba- <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I don't know about that. So his three kids from his first marriage are Kerry... Mike and Julie. And Carrie and Julie are here with us. Mike is not. Yeah, here. and Carrie is, I think, mostly right, but coming in very hot. Right. So very d- hot. Julie Kaysen became a physician's assistant. This Carrie went into modeling, acting, it's time for and broadcasting. Radio personality and television host Carrie Kaysen. His son Mike has a radio show in Singapore. And Carrie followed her father's footsteps and is in radio and yeah, broadcasting. And so is the son. The son's got a radio show in Singapore? Which is probably why he's not here. I guess because he's working in Singapore. Were there no open available jobs for the heir to the Casey Kasem fortune <laughs> I know. in America? Well, that's debatable who the heir is. <laughs> but I learned something about Carrie. Oh, no. Via her Wikipedia page. Is it bad? It's pretty bad. What is it? Scientology, baby. Oh, I, that I read in an article today. Yeah. And I feel like Scientology may have been pushing for her to push for the money. But, like, that's his but kids. She- yeah, it's his kids and Jean's a nightmare. She's I'm a nightmare. sorry. I agree. Like she's not she does a lot of things that yeah. are wrong here and cruel and dangerous and deadly. So I totally and we're talking about Jean, not the daughter Carrie. Again, Carrie, I had to learn the hard way. People listen to you more if you stop screaming. Well <laughs> you know what I mean? But so what we learn is that Casey's children claim everything changed once their father and Jeannie became engaged. Was there an estrangement? There was. Basically, they were upset with their father and angry with their father because he married me. And they were angry with me because I married their father. 
and Jean agrees. Yeah. Jean's like, the kids hated me. They were mad at their father for marrying me. I don't have any idea why they don't like me. But like if they were children, like you see the picture, the the boy is like six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, again, it's not like Jean came in and like in the last two years and then like did all the, everything she does at the end here is bad. Right. But they were a loving married couple for 34.5 years. 34. Jean will tell you. That 0.5 really means everything. <laughs> but so that to me could also mean that like this has been contentious for 34.5 years. I agree. You know? I agree. You know like when you just decide you hate the step parent and there's no going back from that? Sure. You no, would never know. I don't know. Sorry, you had a perfect family, <gasps> not a broken home. <laughs> you were raised in, in wealth and you had everything you oh needed. Oh my God. Hey, what's a dad? <laughs> What's a dad like? Pretty great. What's it like to have a dad? Pretty great. He likes you. He loves you. <laughs> that's true. At the after party for the Broadway show, did he the goes, Italian oh, thing. you did good. Did you the did Italian. good. Yeah, that's a that's huge. I know. Me and your dad like had a drink together in Daisy's room at like midnight. We were we were also there. Okay. <laughs> but it was a moment. It was a It huge was a moment, moment for me and your dad. Because it was it was very nice and very sweet. So it was. you have one. I know. How about oh, that? Oh. You have one. They always they ask about you all the time. Constantly. I cannot wait for my Christmas presents. <laughs> They're so good at Christmas. <laughs> My parents give excellent hugs, too. You're yeah. cut from the same cloth, really. You're a gay man. It all works. I'm still- <laughs> yeah, Might true. as well be related. It's true. Casey Kasem was a major philanthropist, we learned. We learned that like he was really into like environmental issues, animal stuff, and progressive politics. I was like, oh, did they love the gays? I bet they love the gays. Yeah. Here's the thing that Casey Kasem did. He quit voicing Shaggy when they wanted him to do a commercial for Burger King as Shaggy. He did? And he wouldn't come back until they made the character a vegetarian in 2002, and they did. Was he a vegetarian? Yeah. He was oh like an animal my... rights guy. Wow. So that's the power. So Scooby-Doo is like a hu- obviously a yeah. huge, huge, like mega- corporation and brand. Yeah, yeah, Casey yeah. Casey Kasem was like, guess what? I'm yeah, walking. Totally. And they did it in 2002. You would never think that Casey Kasem was like as rich and powerful as he was. It's incredible. And he used his power for, for things the force like that. For the good. And so he also See, called- See, it can be done, know? rich people. It can be done. And listen to this. I'm reading straight from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> he called for the fair depiction of heroes and villains on behalf of all cultures in Disney's 1994 sequel to Aladdin called The Return of Jafar. So actively fought for Arab Americans and like how they were portrayed wow. in media. Never heard of that movie. Well, it's the sequel to Aladdin. <laughs> but so Gene says like we believed in a lot of charity, yes. but Casey was really at the helm of, of this. Course. And it's all of his money. What did she make on that cheer spinoff? $18? I mean, it was 12 episodes. Totally. I don't know what to tell you. But you know, we learned that in 2007, at the age of 75, Casey Kasem was diagnosed with a Parkinson's-like disease called Lewy body dementia. It slows them down. They can either get rigid or shaking. It may uh, sometimes affect their speech. The Parkinson's-like disease called Lewy body dementia. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I mean, my grandmother had dementia, so that's yeah. that's my only experience with it, but I, I'd never heard of this. You can see just from the pictures, like physically he goes downhill very fast. Yeah, yeah. And so in 2009, he had to give up his radio show and I he know. signed off for the last time. And you know, I gotta say, like, it's not how I would have done it, but he like signs off in a non-emotional, he's like, Now, one more time, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. And for one more time, right? You know what I mean? Oh, like I would be crying it. for the last hour. Because <laughs> I also think that's a nice thing to do to yeah. the next person, who I believe was Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Kind of like we're gonna keep this going. And I it's, know this is an American institution that I created. And... Can you believe that? Like one day, eighty-eight years from now, it's gonna be like our last recording of TCO. I so think about that sometimes. You do. You like, think about the end. Well, because who I, are you, my mother? I, oh, they're, they're all, all dead. dead. 
I almost sent you a picture of these kids for, that I saw on Facebook from like 1933 playing on the street in Little Italy. Yeah. They're all dead. Oh, oh look at them. And they're New York kids. Yeah. <gasps> they're oh, all dead. Look how young they were. <laughs> oh. oh, they're all dead. Oh, look at them. They're all dead. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Mom, I know. I know people are Look but at that's that. That's what I'm though. saying. Yeah. Someday in, in the very, very, very distant future, we're going to do our, it's going to be today's our last recording. Or maybe we won't even know because, like, we'll do a recording and then I'll go outside and get hit by a bus. Great. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> are you related to my mother? <laughs> then I could die. I could walk outside and I could die. Uh, how dare you I know I, how dare you use I, that sound against sound. me like that it's a sacred and sound and to talk about your death in the end of this I know I know I know you know everything I would I, I would lose like one of my fa- I can't even I know, talk about I it I know but it's just I think about it but we learn when Casey Kasem gave up the radio show he had no financial worries because this is where we learned his estate was valued between 80 and 100 million dollars and he just he loved giving it away which I, I which love which is the most amazing you thing you know so Gene says Gene the, the wife his children became focused on one thing. It was all about the money. We became the bank of Kasem, the personal ATM machine. And they started hitting him up for money. And I'm like, the timing of that doesn't feel right. Like, wouldn't they always be hitting him up for money? That is he was the shaggy. exact thought that I just like, had. Why like, now? Why, when he is stopping making money, are they going to start asking him? Maybe that's when she noticed it or whatever. Right, I guess. And so, like, in 2012, Gene's like, well, my husband had had enough. Right. And, you know, like, and I'm like, okay, so this extremely generous man in his twilight years, who's essentially dying, yeah. decides to cut off his kids? Right. Math ain't mathin'. The math ain't mathin'. I'm not getting it, Gene. No, and then Gene drops the bombshell that she believes Carrie Kasem, Casey Kasem's oldest daughter, killed him. Murdered him. She says it outright, and then I'm like, you know what? I gotta tell you, that'll really make sure you don't get a penny. (laughs) Wanting to kill your father, who's an American hero. Exactly. And Gene says, Those adult children had put targets on our backs. Do you believe that your husband, Casey Kasem, feared his children? Yes, And feared that they could do what? What they did. Which was? Kill him. He was scared that they were going to kill him. And you know what? That's exactly what they did, says Gene. Gene is saying a lot of things right now. Yeah. And then, of course, it it smash cuts to Carrie, who's like, That's ridiculous. That's just, that's ridiculous. There is no more evil in this world than Gene Thompson Kasem. There is no more evil in the world than Gene Thompson Kasem. <laughs> I know. They're all at 100 here. This is why I think this really has been going on and festering yes. for 34.5 years. Carrie Kasem is not the person whose bad side I would ever like to be on. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so Gene's story is this attempted murder. The murder plot started in 2007. Yes. And she's claiming that the kids lured who she calls their disoriented father from the fancy mansion to a UPS store because yeah. they want him to sign a document. They- they did bring him to a UPS store yeah. to sign a document, and we see video and still images It's the from power it. of attorney. So it's basically giving all the rights, every medical right, yes. every decision is going to the kids well, now. This is where I start to relate to this, because I am my mother's power of attorney, yes. and I know how important it is like to select the right person. And the kids are saying, like, they've obviously never liked Gene, mm-hmm. and they want to be able to manage his end-of-life care. But it's like, it is one of those dicey things where they're definitely doing it behind Gene's back. They definitely don't want her to find out about it. And they're saying so. So there's video. There's a like camera phone video of yeah. it that the kids took right. to prove that like we're doing this and this is what 
what's happening. So they're saying like, yeah, we absolutely filmed it and we totally went behind our back. But then it cuts to Jean and she's like. He was taken to a UPS store and he was asked to sign his life away while he was on medications. He had sutures in his head. He did not have his glasses on and he was out of it. He didn't have his glasses on and he was out of it. And I'm like, before we weigh in on this, it is impossible for us to know. No, we'll we, never know. We, we'll never know. It's impossible to tell. He seems like he's speaking coherently, yeah. but he also looks like he's got a gash on his head. Which we'll get 48 Which hours I did know. their research. I know. So hold tight on that. <laughs> we will get to that. So that was in that UPS store secret, not so secret thing was yeah. in 2007. But in 2013, that's when the legal battles start because yes. Casey's health was really seriously declining. Yeah. And Gene, the wife is starting to control who can see him and when. Which is not okay, including his own kids. I cannot believe that children don't have access to their parents. Carrie Kasem is going to change that. Yeah, like, and she, law she eventually. has. She's going to work. But it is insane to me that unless he has said, I don't want to see them, that you wouldn't, as a kid, right. have the right to see your own parents. Well, you do. Legally, of course you do. But Jean was just making it as difficult as possible because she hates drama. It's like, so Jean, crazy. She causes drama at every turn while crying about, I just hate the drama. Right, exactly. Like, he's dying. Right. His kids need to see him, Exactly. Jean, put it aside. And there's plenty, of, if we're worried about the money here, there's plenty plenty of money to go around. You know what right. I mean? Right, split it and shut up about I mean, it. It's a hundred million dollars. hundred million dollars. Like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. So, Jean says that she and her daughter Liberty become targets of harassment. It was a phone call that came in, I believe it was um, early in the morning, and it, there was a loud bang on the phone. And I, I held my ear. I said, oh my God, it sounds, what is that? And then I heard it again, and I recognized it as a gunshot. And did you report this to the police? Reported it to our lawyer. She picks up the phone, hears a loud bang, assumes it's a gunshot, but then doesn't report it to the cops. But reports it to her lawyer. And right. then the, her front gate was smashed. She was being followed. She was being watched. Is there proof? No. Does she that says, mean it didn't happen? No, but Mail was stolen and more. To which I said, Jean, could you elaborate? Aren't you here to tell your story? <laughs> we know about, that's a federal offense with the mail. Well, you if get, someone was really stealing your mail, Jean, talk about it. Do not fuck with the mail. You get more time for stealing somebody's mail than you get for murder. Serious shit. Yeah. God. <laughs> so meanwhile, the kids are asking police and adult protective services to do welfare checks on yeah. their dad because they're not allowed to see their sick and dying father. Right. But then the police do a welfare check and they say there's no sign of elder abuse right. or neglect, which like two things can be true at once. Uh, absolutely. She can be like loving him and taking good care of him and being an asshole and not letting the kids see him. Absolutely. And manipulated the paperwork. Yes. And she, all of these things can be true. Yes. I've seen it happen. Right. And also it like we're going to learn later that like you can love somebody and think you're taking care of them properly but be abusing them by accident yeah you know what i mean I completely agree which is also what happens eventually so carrie the daughter stages a rally outside their home demanding to see her father and they say carrie and some supporters she's <laughs> yeah. a whole group of people I know. with signs i know and we learned later that like during rather than just letting them in to be like oh my god come see your dad gene calls the cops because she hates drama i don't want the drama. Gene thinks once Jean again. Gene and I have that in common. I'm not very much for the drama. I'm not oh. a drama person. Is that right? I don't really like Hi, it. Hi, have we met? I'm I, Jillian. I don't know who you are. 
Who is this person sitting before me? Nobody likes drama, but some of us are better at it than others. That that I'll give you. Oh, that I will give you. When you're you. born with a gift, you gotta flaunt it. I have to say, some people are fucking excellent at I drama. I know. I know. They excel at it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm not really talking about you. Let's move on. So eventually, Jean thinks it's time to protect her husband and leave the drama behind. So yeah. what does she do? She creates more drama. Right. <laughs> I was thinking that it was time to protect my husband and leave the drama for all of us behind. Jeannie says she was keeping Casey at the rehab center under a fake name. She checks him into a rehab center under a fake name, hiding him from his children. Right. He's dying. He's dying. She's hiding him under a fake name. May 6th, Carrie and Julie, the daughters, quote, gained access to the facility. I was like, wait a second. If they walked in. They walked in. They walked in. They walked in. And so, like, Jean just keeps repeating, this is all about the money. And so, for whatever reason, those 2007 documents that were signed in the UPS, the Power of Attorney documents. Yeah. They never took effect. They don't explain how or why. I mean, it must just be that, like, if people don't know that you have the power of attorney, then you don't. But if you're doing it secretly in a UPS store and you're filming it, like, to try to get all your ducks in a but row, you, wouldn't I, you just file it? Any, like, 100%. You... I mean, I would say if Jean has a power of attorney as well, and the one from the kids is more recent, the more recent one is the valid one. Okay. But, like, this new facility's not going to know that. Jean just shows the power of attorney. And oh, I guess. Or also just checks in her husband. Probably no one's asking for a then power of attorney. Then what is the point of all these papers <laughs> and getting them notarized? Listen, doing all this shit. Let me tell you, when me and my mom, my, my fully cognizant mom and I like went to an attorney to get this taken care of, that rigmarole was like a three-week process. And let me tell you, it can be undone in a second. I if know. Some sibling, I've seen it happen with yeah. my family and with other families. People can just raise help. Then what is the point I of, know. of I, signing stuff? I, and then I someone's know. dead and then all of their wishes are being undone because some asshole wants to make it about themselves. It's true. Yes, I have personal experience <laughs> with this. God. Oh. So speaking of going to court, Carrie and Julie take this to court to get custody of their dying father, who they are being forbidden from seeing. Yeah. And so on the day that the judge is going to rule, that's when we're back to the beginning at that medical facility, where at 2.30 in the morning, Jean breaks in and, like, steals her husband. Once again, to avoid the drama, this is what she does. She breaks in at 2.30, demands that Casey's, quote, surgically implanted nutrition tube and IV be disconnected. She took him out of the facility that was caring for him and threw him in the back of a van and drove to Vegas. Now, fam, the nutrition and the hydration, that's called life support. Yes. Like, that's, she took him off of life support. According to Carrie, the daughter, put him in the back of an SUV. He's supposed to be transported by ambulance. Puts him in the back of an SUV and then she doesn't even take the same car. No, and what's worse... The doctor in charge of Casey's care later wrote the following letter to police. Quote... She was informed of the risks of doing so and was told she was placing Mr. Kasem in great bodily harm or possible demise. He calls the cops. He's like, I just saw Casey Kasem like get zoomed out of here. Right, yeah. And he says, I told her in no uncertain terms, this is incredibly dangerous. You could kill him. Yeah. Please do not do this. No. But she did it anyway. She did it anyway. And the daughters have no idea where he is. Now, to me, that is one of the most terrifying parts of all of, of this. Of course. She absconds with their dad in the middle of the night, doesn't tell anyone, and they have to go on television to try to like, f- they're literally saying, if anyone sees Casey Kasem because, anywhere. Because he's now missing. He's missing. And can you imagine being you or me, a person without those resources. Oh, no. This must happen all the time. All the time. All the time. And Carrie, the daughter, says, you know, take it with however many grains of salt you'd like. Yeah. 
Patrick. No, look, I like Carrie. Yeah. I, I want her to stop yelling at me. Right, because everyone is talking in a lot of absolutes and yes, generalities yes, here. Yes, but yes. Carrie's side Carrie of it. Carrie also gets madder and madder as we get through and this. And, like, I don't blame and her. Me either. And Carrie says, look, my dad, Casey Kasem, American <laughs> legend, said to me, Dad once told me, don't ever go up against Jean. You don't know what she's capable of. Don't go up against Jean. You have no idea what she's capable of. Right. Which is like, well, how long was she manipulating him? Or how, I don't know. But I don't also, know. also, like, when did she say that to Carrie? Carrie's like, at some point in the 34 and a half years right. they were married, he said that to maybe me. Maybe it was later on. Like, maybe all of this started after yeah. he retired because Jean started it. I don't know who started who know? it. And can you just imagine the 34 and a half years of, like, Thanksgivings and Christmases that they spent together? No. And they started out probably okay. And, like, what's what was the inciting incident? It's like, you've been, what was the, like, <laughs> <laughs> what wasn't it? That's one of those situations where someone yeah. sneezes and you're like, what the fuck I did know. you say to me? Because in general, they each seem like people you could get along with. Like, nobody here seems like out of their minds. Unless you're, well. Right. I mean, but that, this is what I'm saying. You put like money into any situation and it just becomes about the money and that is so fucking gross. Yeah. Carrie says a hundred times, keep the money, just give me my dad. I right. don't care. I want to believe that she means that. But like, were this man not worth 80 million to 100 million dollars, we wouldn't be having this conversation because we couldn't be having this conversation. I, I agree, not about the money, but I have seen knockdown drag out fights about things that are so meaningless. Yeah. An amount of money that compared to this is nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, lives have been torn apart. It's crazy. It. And people stop it's speaking. something about estates I know. and death. It's like weddings and deaths and, and like I they know. bring out the worst in people. So now they're on the news. His children went on national television. We want him back. He knows that we're his children. Pleading directly to Jeannie Kasem. We've told Jean, take it all. Take everything. Keep it. Just give us our dad back. The kids are on the news begging Gene to let them see their father and also, also get him the treatment he needs. Exactly. Right. Like, what is what, what is happening So he's not on any pain medication. Yeah. He has no nutrition. We take a quick detour here to, like, get that two-camera interview with Gene. And Gene is saying, like, for the record, everything I did was legal and fine. He has absolutely no memory of signing that power of attorney in that UPS store. A thousand years ago at right. this point. So, like, Gene's like, to me, it wasn't legally binding. I didn't do anything wrong. So now, 48 Hours is asking the daughters. Let's talk about this UPS yeah. situation. Because like, he says, like, estate planning is usually done at a lawyer's office, not a fucking UPS store. At, like, nighttime. Exactly. It <laughs> right. is nighttime. It is nighttime. Right? Yeah. And so they're like, we specifically recorded it so that Jean couldn't say everything she's saying right now. That exactly. Casey was out of it and he had no idea what was going on. And this is where we get, like, four seconds of him, like, signing the thing and he looks like he's fine, but, like, we'll never know. We'll never know. And so 48 Hours tries to confirm and or deny the claims made on both sides. Yeah. And it's all kind of in dispute, except for a couple things. So for an example, Gene said that Casey had sutures in his head because of this really serious surgery. Right. And 48 Hours is like... 48 Hours has confirmed that Casey had a procedure, but it was a minor one. Ten days before the signing, he had a small hair transplant. He had hair transplant surgery. Right. Casey Kasem, vain until the very end. Right? But like, to Gene, don't exaggerate. No, exactly. If, if he really was disoriented right. and these kids are horrible people, don't exaggerate and make it a serious condition. Exactly. Don't lie about but stuff. But that was the moment that I kind of turned and I was like, oh, I don't think Gene's being honest here. She's not. You know? We go back and forth. We get a thousand like smash cuts between Carrie and Gene yeah, saying yeah. who wanted the money. And Carrie's like, I've been working for 21 years 
21 years. Right. Like, I have my own money. I bought my own house. My daddy didn't buy me that. Which I was like, why not? You know, what are you going to do with that $100 million, but Casey? We, we learned early. Yeah. I mean, donate it. Yeah. Or, like, save it for, you know, later. Sure. Like, when he, you know, to give away later for, for his kids. But if I ever have $100 million, I'm buying Daisy a house. I mean, Is everyone fine with that? Fine. Okay, great. You're on the record. You can't make fun of me when it happens. Buy her a house. I would buy every, everyone in my family who is worth it because some of them are some of them are fucking dead to me. Um, would you buy me a house? Of course I would. Okay, thanks. Would you buy me one? Of course. Okay. But we learn early on from Julie, the other daughter, that yeah. like he instilled this work ethic and education. Yes. And so yes. I'm sure he was like, I know I'm Casey Kasem, but like get your own job. And she did. And because Carrie is saying all Jean wanted was the money. And the interviewer is like, well, she's saying that about you. And she's like, but I have a job. Right. You know what I mean? What? Yeah. Is Jean clocking in exactly. at all? Like what's right. her nine to five? Yeah. And then they say that the drama reaches its climax in mid-May 2014. So we're back to like Jean absconding with Casey Kasem in the middle of like 2.30 in the morning. Against doctor's orders knowing full well that what she's doing could kill him. Exactly. And so we learn whether they took the same car or separate SUVs nobody knows. And who's driving the other one? Who's her? (laughs) What's the word? Uh, Chauffeur? uh, No. What's the illegal one? Not apprentice. Uh, Oh, getaway driver? (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) What the hell is that word? (laughs) I love that apprentice apprentice. is another word for getaway driver. Yeah. (laughs) The illegal apprentice? Oh my God, my DMs. I can see them exploding now. What's the word when you like help someone with a crime? What the fuck uh, is that word? uh, An accomplice. (laughs) And we'll see that on TikTok. Will you? God. (laughs) Accomplice. I will never forget that word Accomplice. now. Looking right to the camera. Uh, but yeah, so she drives him to Vegas, which is a four and a half hour drive from Santa Monica, by the way. I Jesus. Google mapped it. Jeannie had taken Casey to a posh resort there, but not for long. Next, she put him on a charter flight. That private jet carrying a frail Casey Kasem flew northwest from Vegas, landing in Seattle, 1,100 miles from his hospital bed in Santa Monica. First of all, that is stupid and that is cruel. I mean, that is cruel yes, to do to him. Yes, it yes. is. I'm using that word, Gene. Yes. Take it up with my dance. Oh, totally. <laughs> so they were there for a few days. Then she puts Casey Kasem, who's dying. This is unreal. On a charter flight, and then bing, bang, boom, they're off to Seattle. It's unbelievable. He is now 1,100 miles away from his family and his hospital bed. And when I'm like, what is in Seattle? Like, what is, is she taking him to? Fam, Girl. we find out, we meet this lady, what's her name? Shasta something? Shasta Bartleheim. <laughs> Shasta Bartleheim. Okay, this is Jean's friend from childhood. They're both like in their 60s at this point. Mm-hmm. Shasta Bartleheim is living at Shasta Bartleheim's parents' house in like the sticks of Seattle. In Silverdale, Washington. And this is where Jean brings dying Casey Kasem to like live in hiding. Because Shasta is a nurse's assistant, or so she says. Yeah. And she wanted him to have his peaceful last days surrounded by Snoopy memorabilia. Now, I love Snoopy. <laughs> I'm a fan of Peanuts. You I know always what? have been. You and Shasta's on. mother have that in common. Shasta's we have a, not a thing in common. <laughs> Shasta's mom is a Snoopy collector, and that's like what's filling the room that Casey Kasem is But there's so much Snoopy stuff. I know. And her mom is like no longer with us, but she just kept all the Snoopy memorabilia. Yeah. And I know like if you feel a connection to someone you loved and lost, like that's totally fine. But there is so much Snoopy memorabilia. And again, I love Snoopy. Yeah. But it made me wonder like, was there a medical professional anywhere or was it just like a stuffed animal no. Snoopy dressed as a doctor? We're going to, f- exactly. We're going to find out that Which there I was- Which I agree is very cute. <laughs> 
It's very cute. He it's wears all cute. these costumes. Of he's course, adorable. Of he doesn't talk, does he? He doesn't make any sounds. No, he does like, <laughs> when he's mad about something or when something's gross. Uh-huh. And he makes smooching sounds. And oh. sometimes he cries when he hears music that makes him feel emotional. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, Snoopy and I have so much in common. Yeah. Do you think it's the Indigo Girls? Um, no, it's like classical music that Schroeder plays, oh. but it's still, I mean, six of one, half a dozen yeah, of the yeah, other, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. So 48 Hours does confirm, yes, it wasn't just a, a stuffed animal Snoopy dressed as a doctor. There was a doctor, a real a medical doctor. I there. guess so, but they set up a hospital bed in Shasta's mother's bedroom, and it's it just like, this is where Casey Kasem with $100 million in the bank is being taken care of. Acting on a tip, Washington Adult Protective Service and Kitsap County Sheriff's deputies came by to check on Casey. Mr. Casey and his wife are here visiting. We did check on his welfare. He seems to be doing fine. He was upright. He could communicate. The cops come by and they say everything is A-OK. Yeah, I don't think it was a real thorough check. We're going to find that out for sure. we got to talk about adult protective services I know. Here, and all protective services. I know. they got to do a better job. Just because Shasta's nice doesn't mean that Casey Kasem is being well taken care of. And they say he was upright. He could communicate. Yeah. And you know what really is starting to break my heart? No one is telling us what Casey Kasem wanted. I know. I don't know what was in his will. I mean, maybe he didn't have things written out. A lot of people don't. But I like, got, we're I mean, not hearing anything about what he wants. We, Shasta says eventually that like he didn't want to leave there I don't believe that for a second but I also can't imagine how scared he right. must have been to be alone and then no. it's like wait you're moving me again I, I was just in a car in a plane like it's so sad and of course when he's not getting the treatment he's totally disoriented of course and so Carrie the daughter goes to court wins a, like an emergency court battle to like have the right to go get him and put him in an actual proper hospital I know and now we're to the point where all traveling is bad for him yes even though I'm, I'm on Carrie's side in this yes. like you yes. need to take him out of that Snoopy museum? Yeah, yes, yes. Because going into the commercial here, 48 Hours says, but then things get weird. Okay. Very weird. Because Carrie is going to get her dad from Shasta Barnelheim's house. On June 1st, 2014, when Carrie Kaysen, armed with a court order, came to pick up her father and take him to the hospital, Jeannie was waiting. Carrie arrives as usual with media in tow. Her attorney... We pull up, and then fire trucks show up, another ambulance shows up because Jean has caused a fit. She calls the cops. She calls the fire department. She calls everyone she could think of, including geriatric Harley Davidson Led by Shasta Bartelheim's brother. He's like the king geriatric motorcycle driver who's encircling the house and not letting Carrie get through. Like, this is what biker groups do, like when the Westboro Baptist Church wants to be an asshole at a gay person's funeral. Exactly. In that case, they're the good guys. Right, exactly. Like, that's what that's used for. for, Remember in Abducted in Plain Sight when the bikers surrounded the courthouse? Yes, to protect to protect fa- Jan right. and the family, yes. She's using them for, for bad for reasons For ill. Here, She's right? using for them Ill. for ill. <laughs> but that's really just another way to diffuse the drama, right, Jean? Exactly. So when finally Carrie breaks through the line of, quote, geriatric motorcycle riders or whatever. I guess. They are taking Casey Kasem out in it's his horrible. hospital bed. Jean goes inside to get frozen hamburger meat, where she starts throwing it at Carrie and quoting the Bible. Choices were made. She's throwing hamburger meat. She says, so. Then she took aim. I am, I am. Jean throws a piece of frozen meat at me, screaming nonsense. I am, I am. Why meat though? Why grab meat? To me, they were treating my husband, an American treasure, 
Casey Kasem like a piece of meat. In the order of King David, I throw this meat to you, to the dogs. Yes. Jean stands by that decision to this day. <laughs> because Peter Van Zandt I, looks her I directly in the yes, eye and yes. he goes, why the meat? Right. <laughs> and she goes. I know. And he's at, this is very Keith Morrison of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jean, why the meat? Why the meat? Explain the meat to <laughs> And she says very calmly, they were treating my husband, American treasure Casey Kasem, yes. like a piece of meat. Now, yes. woof. woof. To which I say woof. <laughs> or to quote Snoopy, <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Don't do that. It's a real reach. Like, it's you, a real like reach. when you reach into the freezer to grab the yep. frozen hamburg, as yep. your mother Hamburg. so delightfully calls it. Yep. Now, Peter is not having this. No. And Peter goes. So, if I may ask you, are you crazy, Jeannie? Look, Jean, I got to ask you, are you crazy? <laughs> And that was I texted you that because it, that was like the I have it my notes, Peter. I, oh my god. Gene, I gotta ask you, are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> because he starts, he doesn't come I, in high. He starts with, why the meat? I, Let's talk about the meat. <laughs> and then when she gives that bullshit answer, I which know. is a reach and a half, he goes, I know. You crazy? I gotta ask you, are you crazy? Are you fucking with me? I feel like he's looking around. Are you is she fucking with me? This is a joke, right? This is not is she for real? Okay, great. I just hit my face on the microphone. <laughs> uh, we'll see that on we'll Instagram. See that on we'll see that on TikTok. <laughs> I gotta ask you, are you crazy? Gina, <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta ask you something. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh the my God. Meat and the, the, I know. The, the King David or whatever the fuck. It's unbelievable. So Carrie takes her father, who's terrified yeah. and completely ill and probably really has no idea what's going on. Yes. It's so heartbreaking. Takes Casey Kasem to the local hospital where she's immediately told, Carrie, he doesn't have a lot of time left. So, but this Carrie, is bad. This is where Carrie rightfully so is very upset. She says, the doctor said to me, I got to tell you, your dad might not live very long. I'm just going to let you know. Right. To which I was like, Carrie, the doctor didn't actually say it to you like that, right? Well, then 48 hours swoops in and they're like, we confirmed this. Here's what <laughs> we found in the hospital records. Yeah, no, this is fucking terrible. His diagnosis was grim. He had, according to hospital records, a urinary tract infection and a stage three ulcer of his back. That's an open wound going almost to the bone. Within days, doctors would also diagnose septic shock, respiratory failure, a lung infection, and a host of other ailments. As Peter Van Zandt tells us, in a car, I know. he's once again <laughs> I know, in a vehicle, I know, I know. an automobile, as it were. Yeah. He explains that, that it's an open wound almost to the bone. Like, this is what he was living with at Shasta Bartelheim's house. There's no fucking way. It was Snoopy in a doctor's outfit. I know, I know. There wasn't a real percent. medical no, professional no there. Way. And fuck off adult protective services I and mean, the cops. Can you imagine how fucking painful that must because, have been? Because, and then, I'm not over. I'm I know, not, this I know. This isn't done. I know. Septic shock, respiratory, respiratory failure, failure Lung, lung infection, infection and a host of other, other ailments. ailments and he wasn't eating he was very skinny he had a sunken face fuck you Shasta and fuck you Jean this I is totally cruel agree. and unusual and like the fact that like Carrie and her siblings have to know about this it's right. so awful and that it could have been avoided yes. the doctor was like you please don't You're take him. Kill him this is yeah. like the doctor saw this coming from a mile away or 1100 miles away I know. because that's how far away he is and then like it cuts back they're like 48 hours back at Shasta's house and they're like Shasta was he dying she says he was nowhere near she death goes, Oh, heavens no. And I said, Shasta, heavens yes. <laughs> Fuck off. I know. I and, mean, and Snoopy's coming with me. But but also, like, as a medical professional, how was she still allowed to have that job? But it's like, nurse's assistant says who? Shasta? Exactly. Like, can you check that? Like, 48 hours, do your I research know. on that. Fucking Shasta. It's, I know. No, I can't. I know. 
to drag Snoopy's good name <laughs> through the mud. What would Snoopy have to say about it? <laughs> <laughs> that face, I don't even know what I look like doing that. That's horrifying. Oh, you're about to find out. <laughs> He's very cute. And if he dressed in a little doctor's outfit, would that be cute? Of course, with the stethoscope. But we read, we need a real human doctor you know, who went to school. If he did that, you know what it would make him? <laughs> a snoop celebrity. <laughs> be a snoop celebrity. <laughs> be a snoop Wouldn't it be snoop celebrity? I don't want to make it better. How dare you do this to Snoopy? He'd be a snoop celebrity. I love him. He's oh just don't like, don't do that. I know. He'd probably be a better doctor than Shasta, because uh, God knows. Oh, my God. So June 2nd, 2014, yeah. we're at a court hearing, and a judge says that, look, we need Casey Kasem's personal physician needs to talk to the doctor at the Washington Hospital. We got to all get on the same page yes, here. Yes, yes. Which is so clear, because Gene and Shasta and whatever, they're all like, everything was fine. Yeah. And now we learn, like, no, no, no. No, now that there are some adults in the room, everyone is saying, hold on a second. This exactly. Is, we are in dire straits right now. So there was an emergency court order that was sort of granting temporary custody or whatever to carry. Then Gene calls the hospital and is like, I'm his wife. She tells us that somebody at the hospital says, come get him. He's been discharged. That's what Jean has decided to hear. And yes. now she's going to die on that hill. I'm sorry. She she translated of this course. in some Jean. It's, but speak. she gets there and the doctor's like, what are you talking about? He's way too sick to go anywhere. And then Jean says to 48 hours. He wasn't in any pain. They wanted him to be in pain. Jeannie refused to leave without Casey. She started screaming. They had to call the police to get her out of the facility. They had to call the police to get her out of the facility. Oh, now they show up. I know. I know. This is a mess. Like, it's a this, mess. This is as bad as it can possibly go. And we're at this point because of Jean. Yes. Like, it didn't have to be no. this dramatic. I thought yeah. you hated drama. Right. Jean, you love right. it. Just say, be honest with me. Say you love yeah. it. Say, I'm going to stir some shit a little bit more. Yeah, 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 I wanted yeah. that hundred million to myself. Just tell me. It's, in, it's Split crazy. Split it among the four of and you just, and be done with it. And you know what? You could have had your you could have had your husband for a couple more years right. probably, you know? And then no one would, you think those kids want to deal with you too? You I could know. all go your separate ways and be done with totally. it. Totally. So they say, Carrie tells us three days after the scene where Jean is dragged out of the hospital. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. I hate drama! <laughs> I hate it! No! Gene girl. The doctors tell Carrie and the siblings that it's futile. He's dying. His organs are shutting down. There's nothing the doctors can do. And so we're told that the kids follow the doctor's recommendation to stop hydration and nutrition. They follow the doctor's orders to like let him die peacefully. Because he's been through enough. Exactly. Honestly, with but, the traveling. But, except that he hasn't. Because it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So Carrie does the right thing here. Yes. Carrie is coming in hot. She's at a million. She hates Gene. Yes. She hates the situation that she's in. But Carrie calls Jean's lawyer. Julie called my lawyer and said to my lawyer that we're losing him. She should come to the hospital right away. Jeannie and Liberty rush to the hospital, but claim they were only permitted to see Casey for a few minutes. It was, I'm sure, an almost nearly impossible thing to do. But she was like, all right, Jean, come see him one last time. But then Jean is all complaints about this. She tells us that she was given five minutes to be with her husband of 34 and one half years. Well, that's on you, Jean. I know. And then she goes, we had such an emotional goodbye. And I'm like, well, not really, because everyone's saying that you wanted to put him back on life support. Right. So for the last few days of Casey Kasem's life while he's dying, Jean flies to California and is filing motion after motion. Jean, you could have been with 
him holding his hand in the hospital exactly. room. You're choosing to do this because you hate drama? Right. Fuck off. Exactly. And so while Gene's gone, on June 15th, 2014, Casey Kasem dies. He was 82. It's like, Gene, just, you should have just let him rest. Like, I just know. let him rest. No, yes. And, you know, Carrie is here to say... We were all surrounding him on the bed with our hands on him. Every single one of us was touching him as he took his last breath. We were all there, all of us. And who was missing? His wife and Liberty. It was 100% their choice not to be there. Carrie says it was 100% their choice not to be there. They were they were absolutely invited. They could have been there and they chose not to be. And Jean is here to say we were too scared to go to the hospital. Because Peter Van Zandt, <laughs> who just asked her, you crazy? Level with me. What's going on? Are you crazy? What's going on up there? Are you like, what's up? He confronts her again and he's like, girl, you got a court order that says no one can stop you from visiting him. So right. why aren't you there in his last moments? Like, totally. You did this whole rigmarole to make it so that you could be and then you're not. Like, yeah. what gives? What are you, nuts? And then we get five minutes of Gene saying his kids killed him by taking him out of Shasta's house. And then the kids saying that she killed him by bringing him to Shasta's house, right. essentially. Yeah. And so instead of Casey Kasem being laid to rest and everyone having a proper grieving process, I mean. Gene, who hates drama, right. delays this. <laughs> Casey Kasem is kept on ice in Canada for weeks. Now, a couple of things about that. That expression bothers me. Like, he was kept in a cold container. Like, he right. wasn't on they ice. They said on ice. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But I'm like, even 48 hours, can we just say oh. what really happened? Oh, to me, that just means that he was, like, preserved he in a He was cool... preserved and kept cold. Yeah, yeah. Because the grave that where she wanted to bury him was, like, under construction or something? Well, she, Jean had full control over the burial. And yes. she's insisting Casey Kasem, for his whole life, has been screaming about how he wants to be buried in Israel. Yeah. And the kids are like, what? What are you talking about? He wanted about? to be buried in LA and everybody knows that and it's yeah. like people everyone listening like write this down and put write it in a will it. I know you know and I don't know what happened I don't know but I also know from firsthand that wills could be like fuck that will yeah. I, I don't know no. I don't know anything but then like instead of going to Israel he gets flown to Canada the body like stays in Canada for a while Casey's body remained in Canada on ice for weeks Casey and I had spoken about this about where he would like to be buried and it was in Israel. Casey's body took flight again. This time to, of all places, Norway. And then she takes him to Norway. And I'm like, Gene, but I thought his final wishes were Israel and everybody knew that. What are you talking about? Your story's full of holes. You, we are all confused. Carrie is like, what are you talking? He's never been to Norway. And Peter Van Zandt's like, hey, cuckoo. <laughs> Can I call you cuckoo? Great. He's like, can you explain the whole Canada, Israel, yeah, Norway yeah, thing? Yeah. And Jean, wouldn't you know it? God, she'd love to. But she's just in the middle of litigation, so yeah, she yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. Sure, Jean. I mean, she's literally just trying to torture the children. Yes, and Casey Kasem. Yeah. Like, let this man rest. And then we learned that when they actually lay him to rest in Norway in an unmarked grave yeah. so the kids can't find him they invite nobody to the funeral the only people there are Jean and the daughter Liberty but they brought a camera and crew and their camera crew a camera crew and they're doing this sort of weird like goth like top hats and horse drawn yep. carriages thing and not a single member like you said of his family was there and they're all just still suing each other yeah. like they're both suing each other for wrongful death well actually these lawsuits were settled they went and okay. like settled them together but like nobody knows anything about who got the money, who got what money. Like, I think that they were finally all just like, we can't afford to live. So let's all settle our lawsuits and take the money and run. Finally. <laughs> finally. But before that, yeah. they're all being deposed. Yes. Oh, my, Wait oh my a second. God. How did I almost speed right past? I, girl, <laughs> I got you. We're not doing this. After Casey's death, the battle between the Kasems went nuclear. 
Both sides in this epic family feud sued the other for wrongful death. What she did to my dad was elder abuse. Straight and simple. There's all of this back and forth yeah. about, you know, Jean is blaming the kids for taking him off life support, which is what the doctor advised. Yeah. And she's describing it like they left him in the desert to die. Right. She's just explaining what like taking someone off life support is and yeah. trying to turn it into a murder. Which isn't that. It's which, not it's like not... Li- taking somebody to the desert and leaving them to die. No, that's what you fucking did exactly. by taking him to Vegas and exactly. taking him to Washington. Like totally. you did that. Yeah. So then we have footage of Jean being deposed. And she faints. It's like she just like got switched off. She goes. Like she turned off. She goes. I'm not feeling very good. It's, a, it's the fakest faint I've ever seen. Yeah, in the middle it's of the deposition. Not a real and then there's like a still image of her lying on the ground with her hat falling off and her hand. Her outstretched. hand just. I I'm sure. I feel like she took like sharpies and drew the X's on her. And so. She blames it on the medication she was taking yeah. or whatever. No, she just didn't feel like talking that day. Yeah, and she hates drama, so I obviously know. she didn't get a grip. Oh, girl, we did 48 hours. What's it called? 48 hours, the mysterious death of Casey Kasem. That was wild. I mean, it got so bad that the kids basically paid Jean to go away. Yes, yes, 100%. I guess, right? Like, that's how I would look at it. I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near her. I am dying to know the financial breakdown of who got what. I will probably never know. Yeah, I wonder if they split it. Like, she got Sorry. half and they got Just half. Get out. And then the siblings. It's like $100 million. God. I know. Just deal with it. Fam, please come see us at Obsessed Fest September 30th to October 2nd. We release the schedule. Go search it on our website, ObsessedFest.com. You can search by host. You can search by genre. You can, like, it's very searchable. You can plan your weekend. Fun. Yeah. Just come and be with us. It's going to be 2,200 people all together, just loving on each other, loving being with each other. We have amazing creators coming for the weekend. It's going to be bananas. So obsessedwith.com, come see us. Okay, I'll see you. I'm definitely going. You're going to be I there. I will see you there. Yeah, totally. I will see you and I will see you. <laughs> and also, join us on the Patreon. Yes. But like I said at the top, only if you're in for a good time and okay. only if you want 350 full ad-free bonus episodes to download a binge right now. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it sounds like that. something I'm yeah, What are we doing next? Okay. We are doing, there's a show called Real Crime, Real Story. It's hosted by Aaron Brockovich. Oh, shit. So it's like movie version. It's like the real stories behind the movies. Of course, she's hosting it. She's not investigating it. She's like Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But we are doing the episode covering the murder of pop star Selena. Oh, shit. The story's fucking crazy. I've always wanted to cover Selena. I don't know really much about it, but so many of my friends are obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with the story. I can't believe that there isn't a full-length documentary about I know. Isn't that bananas? There are a couple of other Access Hollywood type things that are like her story with other people and I want like everyone to have their own episode. Of course. So thanks Aaron Brockovich. Oh my goodness. Our new best friend. Saving the day yet again. For having this episode. So it's called Real Crime, Real Story and it's the Selena episode. All right, fam. Stay tuned for the trailer for that. Our funny, ridiculous and hilarious outtakes. And that's it. Come to Obsessed Fest. All right, we'll see you there. All right. And you can bring your Snoopy memorabilia because you're not murderers. Blah. Blah. A naive young star on the road to fame and fortune. She had a beautiful heart. She trusted everybody. A devoted fan who longed for celebrity and power. She is manipulative. She is good at what she does. How did their friendship, born from obsession, turn deadly? don't think anything like that can happen. Learn the intimate details of the violent betrayal that silenced a rising star's voice forever. 
can I tell you, my mind was blown when I found out that he was sh- the voice of Shaggy. I can't from believe the you didn't know that. I didn't know. He sounds just like him. I he does sound <laughs> just like him. But I was like, oh my god, you that's went through right. your whole life thinking Shaggy sounds a lot I like know. Casey Kasem. How weird. <laughs> that- they both came up in Hollywood around the same time. I know, so bizarre. You know Jean's got like 50 gays. I know. You know what dress I mean? like her. You know that hair does itself? They dress like her. Exactly. There are drag queens in LA 100%. who are Jean. And Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs>